Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. So we are tonight, the reason why we're doing the Star Spangled Banner is we are really excited tonight to have uh, Ian and Jose. They've both been on. Ian's been a co-host on a regular basis. Jose's been on uh, Devil in the Details. They are both part of the Detailing Mafia. Detailing Mafia is, if you guys have seen, they are doing Air Force One. So we've got a pretty cool show tonight. We're really excited about it. The beer that we chose, which worked out really perfect for us, is the Budweiser Freedom Reserve. Right? It's a red lager, and what's cool about it, which we'll probably talk about in the podcast, but what's cool about it is it's from actually George Washington's recipe. So our first president also had a distillery, and then he also brewed beer. So, oh yeah, George, thank you for... Uh, <laughs> for writing down these notes so we can enjoy this red lager. All right, hey, so speaking of beer, you guys make sure as you're planning your SEMA trip, make sure you schedule to be there on the 20th, okay? On the 20th, Pints and Polishings is going to do a free beer event from 8 to 10 at the Gordon Beers Brewery. The first 75 people get free beer unlimited 8 to 10 o'clock. And hey, like if it's... 75 people and a couple people come in, like, you know, we'll get you some beer. Don't worry about it. But just hopefully you can be there before 8, get in line, or hit us up at SEMA and grab a pass some way. Uh, we want to see you there. Would love to shake your hand. Love to give you a free beer or five. I mean, it's literally unlimited. Uh, you can drink as many beers as you want. Anyway, hey, hope you guys enjoy the great podcast tonight. And thank you as always for listening. Jose, what's going on, Marty? Hey, Jose, thank you so much for coming on to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Do you have that other guy there? Yeah, the big ugly one. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean Ian? I, I was talking about somebody else, but big ugly. The handsome one. <laughs> the big handsome. Hey, speaking of big handsome. You definitely, in a picture I saw, you had that beard nice and pristinely combed. Had plenty of oil in it. I was like, wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I got to stay groomed. You never know who's going to walk out. <laughs> hey, these, I think we, we've got a, a new arrival. Mr. Patterson made it on. The infamous hey, DJ. You, you never know. You never know where I'm at. <clears throat> true. True, true. All right, Mr. DJ. You you called this little podcast. You said you were rolling with it, so go uh, for it. Roll. It's a test call. Let's roll then. Let's roll. All right. Ian, Jose, can you guys hear me all right? Kind of. You yeah. sound sound far away. Yeah. Do I sound far away now? No, that's mm. better. Yeah. Okay. We're good now. So I thought it'd be cool. for playing which is really badass um and i remember back when uh, i first got into detailing and you're like looking at all these detailers that are doing all these cool projects and, and every year rennie doyle and the detail mafia have the uh this this project they do every single year and i'm always like man it'd be so cool to go out there and you just like kind of like it's just one of those things you like aspire to do one day like just and you just you follow all these details that are doing it and you just watch all the pictures and the videos and it's just a really cool time of the year when you guys go do this so I thought it'd be cool to convince you to hop on for, you know, a short amount of time. I know you guys are busy and just talk about the actual project while you guys are there doing it, you know, um, you know, right now. So I thought it'd be cool to have you guys on. I know you guys are busy. I appreciate you taking time to, to do this. So uh, I just want to kind of, I don't know, give the, the general detailing public some, some, some backstory, you know, what, you know, why do you go do this every year? Why is it important to you? Why is it important, you know, for the plane, you know, and all these types? So what, what, can, you guys, what can you guys give everyone out there that really wants to know what's going on behind the scenes? What can you give us? Uh, yeah. I mean, you want to introduce – everyone kind of knows Ian a little bit from the podcast and before, but Jose, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, yes. Uh, my name is Jose Del Rio, owner-operator of Devil in the Detail. Uh, we're located in Dodge City, Kansas. Um, and I actually met uh, Ian through the Detail Mafia. 
Um, I had gone through the, the training with Renning, uh, I think maybe a year or less than a year before him. And then once he got in, I was kind of his, his gateway into getting familiarized with how the network operated. And from there, we actually met um, in 2016 here at Air Force One. Yeah. So that, that was kind of the inception of our um, personal relationship. But as far as, uh, you know, working one with the detailers and the detail mafia and all these airplanes. So is that both of your guys' first year to do it, this yeah. 2016? Yep. Nice. How many years have they been doing it? This is actually the 15th uh, anniversary, the 15-year anniversary. That's crazy. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back a while, man. I mean, it's, it's for sure a past passion project. Uh, you know, as far as the importance of it, I mean, it's super important because you look at it on a grand scale, like you're preserving – pieces of history and some some aircraft are extremely unique and you're just preserving those airplanes for generations to come for and work on the project but also all the people that come in and out of the museum on a daily basis which for us me and jose this is new because we're actually having to work around visitors whereas in 2016 i guess it must have been closed at the time so we didn't have to uh, I guess work around them, but also interact with people. But it's really, we've had a lot of great feedback. A lot of people ask us, you know, pull us aside, ask us questions, what we're doing, uh, you know, how they, how awesome they think it is. And, you know, a lot of just aviation buffs come in in there. But the project as a whole, I mean, it's, it's for sure one of a kind. Uh, so what is the project? Like maybe somebody's listening. They're like, wait, what in the world are y'all talking about? So like, sure. what is the project? So um, I, it started with, I guess, the focal point being Air Force One, which this one right. isn't the one that is in service, but it, it is uh, it's tail number uh, SAM 970. It's the one that carried, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Kennedy yeah. um, a, and it, Johnson. Yeah, it was the first jet powered Air Force One. Yeah. So do you do the same? You do the same one every year? Correct. Yeah, that's one of only like 17 or 18 aircraft that we touch. So what, what it is with, with Air Force One, they, they, like the, the restoration part has pretty much uh, been done. And every year it's maintenance is just yeah. is uh, it's continuing that preservation. But then also, um, you know, inching um, a little by little <clears throat> towards the restoration to making sure, you know, we get it to a peak condition and that's kind of that goes across the board with all the other airplanes um year to year we do the you know the preservation is in terms of like wiping it down and you know adding some protectant but we also like especially with the aluminum work you know we make baby steps to try to get them to a you know a, a, a optimal condition Okay, so each year you do something more to give it that next level. Exactly, right? and then sometimes some people would say, "No, some people would probably say, you know, you're doing the same plane every year. What could you possibly need to do?" Yeah. But each time, you know, you're, you're doing more and more and more to get to that next level. Yeah, and, and you know, because of, right. we only have typically a week to do work. You know, sometimes we'll focus on a certain thing in one year, and then the next year we'll focus on a certain area, and what have you. Uh, like this year specifically, say I'm, uh, <clears throat> we have a World War II era B-29 bomber that we focused on a lot. And like specifically this year, we're working a lot under the wings and getting all the scaling and all of that off, basically, and trying to bring it back to life. To add to what Ian is saying, the first time that we actually worked on that B-29 was in 2016. It had been a, it had been a, a wrap in a... Uh, it was like a, a huge plastic it, yeah. It was a, yeah. it's a plastic covering that it was meant to uh, protect it. Yeah. And uh, but they left it outside for five years, and moisture got in, it dried, and it looked it was horrible. It was horrible. And that was the actual first time that we had worked on it. But we did, you know, the, the rough cut. Um, there was. Did we finish anything? Uh, no, it was more cut, and we did the light polishing. But it, on, we focused. A yeah, lot we on did. A, we did a lot on the fuselage, but we didn't touch the the wings. Yeah, not uh, a lot. yeah. So this year we were doing a little bit more of that. <clears throat> okay, I think that clears up a lot of questions that some people may have. And I had the same question, you know, why would you go and do the same thing every year? Does it really need any more than just uh yeah, 
you know, a wash now, right? Yeah, that, so that, that answers a lot of questions. Also, keep in mind, too, like before, uh, well, yeah, before 2016. Yeah, so, the first year, yeah. Yeah. so before 2016, most of these aircraft sat outside and it had to deal with Mother Nature 24 7, whereas now, Every aircraft is in this huge air park. So it's basically just a, a huge overhead metal canopy that keeps most of, you know, the elements mm-hmm. off of right. it, but it's not fully enclosed. So right. gotcha. that's obviously better. There are still, you know, certain elements that. Yeah, you, you got birds that fly in there. Yeah. We were, there yeah. was, you know, bird droppings and stuff. So, I mean, the stuff does stick it on it, but it's it's not nearly as bad. So um, that's definitely with our restoration and, you know, giving us a little bit more longevity. Cool. See? Cool. So how many, what are the other plans that you, you guys so, are doing? Guy Air Force One, of course, the B-29 bomber. Uh, serial number one, 727 Trijet. Uh, serial number one, 747. Yeah. Uh, a B-17 Flying Fortress. B-29 is a uh, super fortress. Yeah. And they actually just received a B-52 <laughs> Strato Fortress, but we didn't, I don't think we're working on that one at all. Dude, that thing is huge. Yeah, it's big. Uh, then we also have a 787 Dreamliner. You have multiple, like, fighter jets. There's a Blue Angels jet. There's a Harrier. There's uh, a DC-2. Yeah, I think there's an F-16, too. Yeah, we have a – there's a Concorde. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How can we miss that one? Yeah, and, like, the Concorde this year, we did a lot of polishing on the paint as well. As uh, a part, In 2016, we didn't even touch it. We, we wiped, wiped it down. Wiped it down yeah. That's awesome. So, how many guys are there that do it? Like 65. This this year was uh, 60 or 65. Yeah. Um, 65 guys came out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 65. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a big project, and it it takes an an incredible amount of logistics to really pull it off. I mean, we have, um, you know, we have uh, a supply uh, supply somebody in charge of you know supplying us with all our our all our material pads, product yeah. pads everything we have food coming in we have sponsors taking care of that so it's yeah it's it's a big uh it's a well oiled machine sure so yeah you guys aren't paid to Absolutely do it right no, it's all yeah. Voluntary. yeah it's voluntary for sure yeah and and so what's the like, why should somebody volunteer? Yeah, we actually, the CEO of the with the museum, right? Yeah. Came, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he came right. out and talked to us, and he told us, he's like, you know what? He's like, uh, he started out actually wiping down the airplanes himself. Yeah. And he said, you know, it's it's different whenever you have a hack doing it and when you have a, a professional, uh, a professional yeah, volunteer sure. to do it. Yeah. You know, so it's um, – <clears throat> I had a I had a, a reporter pull me aside and ask me a question, because, being that I'm a veteran and you know, kind of like what it meant to me. And what I explained to her was like, like when I was in in the military, I was serving my country. Um, being uh, part of the network and being invited to come to the Museum of Flight and to be not only be around history, be able to touch history, be able to work on history, and ultimately be able to preserve history. Um, I'm still serving my country and, you know, in some way, uh, shape or fashion. So that, that's kind of why, you know, I, I come out here. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, like I said earlier, it's for sure. You got to have the passion to come out here and work like we're working. Yeah. yeah we, I mean, get it's done. Yeah. You know? We, we uh, get out to the airport that or at seven, hour days. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty you know. much. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it. Is, is that why you started working out again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's doing his breathing exercises yeah. and his squats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was like, "No, I can't. I got to yeah. go to the gym." I was like, "Oh, okay. Now yeah. I know why." He's been, he's been, he's been prepping all year for this. Month. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the past three weeks. The past three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta want to do this. Uh, and like Jose said, you're preserving aircraft, and you gotta. If you take a step back and try to think of it on a large scale, you know, it's going to go on for generations, especially because the end goal with the air park is to have it fully enclosed. So after that's done, I mean, the museum, it's going to be there for as long as, well, shit. Like for me, like I have kids, man. Like one day I'd like to bring them out here and be like, you know what? You see that part of the airplane? I was working there. You know, and I, I, I got it to this condition, or I helped get it to this condition. So I was a uh, part of that. Yeah, yeah it's you know, it's a legacy. Nice. Uh, yeah, 
It's definitely cool. So how does somebody get involved with that? Uh, uh, you right. pay a whole lot of money, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be um, you have to be in the detail mafia. You have to be trained by Rennie. He's the one that that started this project. So out of uh, out of the members in the detail mafia, um, he uh, he picks and chooses who he feels uh, kind of embodies the you know the passion I guess or the spirit you know to for something like this. So how did okay? How, I guess let's. How did Rennie get involved? That would be a, oh, a cool. Do you guys want to answer that? We know like the bits and pieces. Yeah, of it. I, it, <clears throat> like it's obviously because I said it's 15 year anniversary. It goes back 15 years, and he. I don't know what brought him to this point, but I know it took a lot of damn work because he even had to get a signed presidential letter from George Bush to even get this going. Wow. So, uh, I mean, he really started out in aircraft detailing, actually. So he was in the aviation industry for for a while before he moved into automotive. So, I'm, you know, I got to guess that's kind of where it it led him to it. I mean, if you're doing aviation, like Air Force (laughs) One, like that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the peak. But that's cool for, for guys that if they think about it and you're detailing and you have this pad like so he was already into airplanes and into airplane detailing and he was the one that somehow figured out how to do this. Like, there's so many guys that are passionate about something and they don't know where they can go with that passion. Like that's a cool story. Like he just went after it. We don't know the full details about it, but he ended up getting a president to sign off on yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah President Bush. Yeah, so. dude, I mean, it just shows you, like, if you got the right mindset and the hardcore, dude, like, I mean, you can go anywhere. Yeah, and, I mean, we, we can all take this back yeah. home, and, you know, it definitely helps us out, you know, business-wise, because, I mean, we're, we're um, elite detailers. We're, like, we're professionals, and we're coming together to get this project. And, you know, you take that back to your market, and it really elevates it, and it, you know, uh, brings the industry to a – to a, to a higher level. People just find it generally interesting. So it's always great conversation pieces and it's great, you know, I guess bragging rights, so to speak. For... It's, it's, it's Ian's pickup line in the bar. <laughs> I detailed Air Force One, yeah. girl. What's up, girl? Hey. I, I, I things. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bar, Marty, Marty picked out the perfect beer for tonight's podcast, which we didn't introduce yet. Like the... 10 minutes into, 15 minutes into the podcast. Marty, go ahead. I like it. Hey, so uh, this came about. We were at the liquor store, and it was we were thinking presidential. We were thinking American, and I went back to the president part, and I was like, "Well, we could do a Mexican beer. That'd be funny." And I was like, "Well, maybe we shouldn't." Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was a good joke, but you know, this is what it is. Uh, I was like, well, maybe we go with Budweiser, and I walk over, and I'm like, oh, they got this, this, then I look down, and there's this Budweiser Freedom Reserve yeah, Red Lark. Dude, it's it's a really, really great beer, which is surprising that I would admit Budweiser had a great beer. I think the reason why it's so good is it apparently goes back to, and DJ and I went back and forth because at our different liquor stores, we got different information. So I did what Ian always loves to do, and I Googled it. <laughs> apparently, this beer comes back from George Washington's own recipe. Wow. Um, yeah, like apparently old George was not only a pretty great military dude, but he also had a pretty smoking hot wife and a big farm. And he went from different types of farming, changed from uh, tobacco to wheat to try and grow more. He really developed his land, built up his house even. So then he started, I guess, somebody that was at, he also had a distillery. And somebody had talked him into doing this big distillery and, and grew it to one of the largest distilleries in the country. And somewhere in there, he started brewing beer. And this he wrote down in his own diary and why all of a sudden in 2018 we now have it? Yeah, I don't this know. Was not in the but... history books when I was in school. <laughs> no, George, George was actually a very prominent farmer, and that's part of the reason why he was so successful in battle because of his knowledge of the land. There you go, Ian. Sorry, I just took a little information. You stayed awake in history class. Yeah. I did. Yeah. 
So it comes in a pretty cool little unique yeah, bottle. Um, it's like the uh, you know the cores, yeah. the cores, uh, the banquet yeah, bottles, the little big round in. bottles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you definitely, it's, it's uh, weird. Like you, you almost definitely taste the redness to it for some weird. We, like it's weird to think that you could taste red, but it's it's got that flavor of some of those. A little bit of an Irish. What, what's that? What, what are some of those Irish beers? Killian's Irish Red. Yes, it's almond. You can almond. You know how it's got that little. I don't know what yeah. flavor that is, but there's there's something in there that makes it. Um, and then it finishes really smooth. Like I'm very surprised. I'm thoroughly enjoying this beer. <laughs> that is really weird, Marty. It's very weird. It's Budweiser, and I'm almost done with two. Yeah. So, uh, definitely a, a good beer. How'd I do, DJ? You did great. That was a great, <laughs> great, great, right. great introduction, man. Uh, so, okay. moving on. <clears throat> Carry on with your podcast. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You can step aside now. Uh, that's all I got. Nice. Oh, wow. No. All right, uh, so, go ahead, Marty. Uh, Ian, um, like, how'd you, like, it was really cool. And you guys have both said that it's not only beneficial to you for, as a person and preserving history, it's also beneficial to you and your business. Um, how'd you get your name in the paper? Like, you, there's an article, like, that's really legit. Somebody wrote a story, um, took a picture of you. Like, yeah. tell us that. Uh, so it's just, yeah, I mean, you, you seek out those media outlets and you, you said, <clears throat> basically, you just send, you're sending them a, a, you know, a couple pieces of, well, not pieces of paper, but you send them a, like a Word document of just information about the project, the history of it, you know, a little information about yourself, and you're just kind of throwing darts at a dartboard, kind of, and hopefully somebody picks it up. Uh, yeah. All right, I, so hold on. I love that because I think a lot of people would go, oh, that's cool. Like, the, the paper found out about his project and they reached out to him. Like, no, you are actually proactive. This was a marketing process for you. So I, I love that. Like, what made you think of that idea? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, this is a one of kind of event. Like, that in itself is going to attract attention. And a lot of people like history stuff. And then aviation's a huge, like, niche. Uh, and it's easy for people to get excited. So why not try to, you know, bank or not bank off it, but why not take advantage of that? Leverage that yeah, yeah le exactly. Leverage that, you know, for you and your business. That's cool. So you just reached out to some papers. Somebody picked up the article, publicized it. And I mean, we've seen it all over social media here uh, where people, have, people have seen the article. And so they started taking pictures and sharing it. Uh, so, yeah, so that was the Tulsa World, and then there's actually even it's going to be on a blog, but Tulsa people did a uh, piece on me as well. Look yeah, at you, that's Ian. Awesome, man. Look at you yeah. taking over the, the the limelight here in Tulsa. I'm just a little guy. Now. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I'm just a little guy. That is freaking awesome, man! Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So, so what are some cool stories as you guys have been going around the plane? Like, what's really stood out to you? Like. What have you loved doing about uh, as much as I as much as much as work as it is, the metal polishing is probably one of the most satisfactory things because like say on the B twenty nine bomber, there's some places that it's just you wouldn't even really think that it's metal. It's so like scaled up and degraded that when we get it to the level that we are, I mean, it's just absolutely nice. It's like working on black paint. Like, it, <laughs> like it's, it's really hard and it's difficult to, you know, it's difficult, but it's, uh, it's really rewarding in the end. Yeah, for sure. So when you go out there like, like I would presume that since you guys, your first time was 2016, then there's every year there's new guys there. What type of training do you all do as you're seeing these sections to be able to fully know, how to do everything. Well, I mean, we all are using our polishers, so everything's based off of the flex. So, I mean, it's pretty simple, and we attack it like we, we would a paint. We, we do test spots. We see what works, see what doesn't, and we just kind of go from there. So we're not gambling on anything, so to speak, you know, but 
in a way, it's very similar to polishing the car. We're tipping off certain sensitive areas. You know, we're doing our test spots. Yeah, know. we're all detailers. Like the, the yeah. as far as the training, like you're a detailer. You know, yeah. that's that's you know that's why you're out here. But uh, it's it's the same process as a car. You're doing you know you're looking at the least aggressive method first because these are our priceless aircraft. So you if you know you damage something, you break something, it cannot be replaced. Um, so sure. yeah. But I mean, I didn't know if I get it that you guys are all detailers. I just didn't know if because I see you know different Facebook stuff where there's like morning meetings and there's different. I just didn't know if somebody goes and says, "Hey, this is the pad that you use. This is the product." Like, do they walk you through a system on, "Hey, this is how you need to do it," or you can just go grab random shit and figure out? So we have a whole hierarchy. I mean, we have yeah, we're having morning meetings every morning, but. We have like essentially a project manager, so to speak, and then we have team leaders. I, well, 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 no, what the hell is like Alex? What the hell do you call those guys? Are they like team leaders? And yeah, they'd like be a team leaders. leaders. They'd be so you have like your project manager, team leaders, squad leaders. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they 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 they're kind of like the <clears throat> the minds behind this, and they have kind of an idea yeah. of what direction they want to go in and we execute. Um, once we find a good uh, pad product uh, combination, then it's up to us to replicate that and to not deviate because, you know, especially with, uh, with the bright work, um, once you start doing your own thing, it's very visible once you step back because it looks like a quilt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, I'm glad you said like, that's sort of where I was going. Like if you got 60 something yeah, yeah. guys there, like how do you, how does that you get check managed? the ego at the door because everybody's yeah. uh, everybody's their own boss. Everybody thinks they know it, but that's yeah. that's why we have that hierarchy. We're very know? adamant about adhering to the process, and we do not deviate. It's not it's not allowed. Yeah, we find what works and we stick with it, and it's efficient. And there are times where, so go ahead. No, so, no, no. There, go ahead. There, there, there are times what? when, like, we may. It, it, where it may be possible to reach a better finish or, you know, but when you have 65 people, you have to, you have to take that into consideration. So sometimes we don't look to get it, you know, at the most pristine level. This time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's a step, it's the step-by-step process. <sighs> and, you know, we do little by little. So that's why, um, you know, they, they set the standard and uh, we just go with them. Nice. So you don't do the whole plane every time? No. No, no, no. They explained that earlier. They do shoot. I get it. I'm just, you know. I mean. I have to kind of reiterate things to really concept okay, it. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, so you guys had mentioned earlier that you've got a bunch of different uh, sponsors and stuff yeah. that are out there. So explain that. What, like, So, I mean, first and most importantly, the project wouldn't even happen without sponsors. Uh we guys got we got guys like Flex, Glassparency, Zenware, uh, <clears throat> oh Rag Company, uh, even uh, Chris West, uh, Solution Finish. Uh, you probably saw my Wheel Woolies video, and then of course we got PNS and Buff and Shine. You know, so you're using all that stuff while you're there, yeah, or they're so- just people that are. No, PNS is majority there. of our products, and yeah, I mean, some of them, uh, of course, are you know putting skin in the game by helping us out. Because without them, I mean, it wouldn't be possible. A lot of these guys are sponsoring our lunches, our lunches you yeah. know. Uh, <coughs> yeah, you get a lot, Ian. So yeah, exactly. That's, that's, a, that's a big, right. that's a big sponsor there. But. Yeah, they they have to actually you know get another sponsor just to pay for my meal. Just for you. <laughs> no, Ian, Ian calls in Uber Eats for his. Like he's like, I, I got this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, he's like, no. Oh, that's good. Where's the Where's yeah. the meal? Okay, we'll call around. All right, the appetizers are here. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Hey, so Ian, on a side note, I took your cheerleaders. We were at Fuzzy's again. I saw that. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, Ian and I tore down some nachos at Fuzzy's Tacos. Those nachos are so good. And they're so, I don't know, they're just incredible. They, they, they literally are an experience. But I was going to tell you, like, we had a big old plate of yeah. nachos. 
I don't know if it was just the little girls or something. They were like, oh, we're just going to short them. I got literally like half a plate. I was thoroughly upset. What the hell? I went for the first time that long ago, and that that place is freaking phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. It is so good. Hey, so uh, so fun fact, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard rumor has it that President Trump wants to paint all the Air Force One planes red, white, and blue, like the flag. I heard that somewhere, too. I thought I heard that, too. Did you hear that? Yeah. That's what I heard. I don't know how I feel You heard it first here on the uh, Pints and Polishing Podcast. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, he was debating, I guess, because he wanted – because the original design that we use now is, if I'm not mistaken, is because of Jackie Kennedy. Yeah. 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 Uh, And he feels – I think he feels that it needs to be updated, and apparently he wants a more patriotic theme, which is, I mean, fuck yeah, America. And I would have put bacon and beer on it. <laughs> Mark. Oh, shit. Bacon and beer. Yeah. Bacon and beer. Hey, sad thing, uh, Ian. I, I, I made a bad mistake the other day, but, you know, as I'm just trying to continue to watch what I eat, I bought turkey bacon. What the? F- that's just a lie. Ugh. Yeah. It's not yeah. that bad. I like to uh, it's pretty bad. That's not bacon. You can't call that bacon. Like, you should just be called turkey squares. <laughs> it should be, yeah, turkey strips, yeah. Turkey strips, because that's not bacon. Like, the girls wouldn't oh, even eat it. Really? And I had to kind of just force it down myself. I was like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, bad news on that. All right, hey, Ian, I know you guys, you got a lot of going on. We appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, your Thunderdome has evolved into the tipsy topic, and then it evolved into what we are now calling Tab okay. Act. So I know you guys got a roll. Thank you for taking the time to come on. We're going to tab out, and we're a little tipsy, so we're going to ask some right. questions. We, as in Marty, is going to ask some questions. Because <laughs> I, I don't want Ian to rip my head off when he gets back to Tulsa. So go ahead. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so... So I know you guys are our roommates. You guys are hanging out. You guys are buddies. Uh, Jose, this question is yes, to sir. you. Uh, I just I I really want to know. I mean, are you grabbing them by the beard and like you like? Are you the pitcher or are you the catcher? What are we What are we doing? Here? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say grabbing, <laughs> but you know. Oh, it's more of a caress, yeah, huh? you know. Something he he uh, he he likes being thrown against the wall. Uh, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, if you can throw him against the wall, like <laughs> bro, not many many people can do. Marty's like, sign me up. <laughs> That's too funny. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I, I really appreciate I know y'all are in a hotel. <laughs> you just got back. Like, you're ready to uh, done. You're ready to go. And, yeah, I mean, somebody's got to get something done. <laughs> that's right. Hi, uh, Mike. Uh, that's funny. Hey, so, Jose, tell us your social media handles if somebody wants to reach out and talk to you about the work that you guys are doing on Air Force One. Tell us who you know your social media handles and how they. Yeah, can um, Devil in the Detail LLC, Facebook dot com slash Devil Detail, Instagram is at Devil D I T D, um, and my. And and if you want the best, literally one of the best videos of showing somebody's work, you got to go to the Instagram. So say that again. What is your Instagram? At Devil D I T D. Yeah, it's great. You do such great work when you're doing that. I sure appreciate it. I got, I've, I've been taking footage. I really want to make one for uh, for Air Force One. It'll probably be uh, once I get back next week. Um, and then uh, my Snapchat is uh, detail.city. Woo, throwing in the Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, Mr. Porter. Uh, Facebook, Redbeard's Detail Shop. Instagram, Redbeard's Detail Shop. Where you can find them in the Tulsa world. There you go. Nicely or done. Throw Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Or on back pages, apparently. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Cool. Thank you, guys, Jose. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for your time, sure. guys. Have a, have a good night. Make it a great day. <laughs> All right, DJ. Mr. Hill. Mr. Patterson. All right, how many beers are you in? Uh, just two. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to go back inside just... and grab another one, but I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to miss the podcast, so I didn't. I had to go inside, go to the refrigerator, then come back outside. Yeah. It's too much work. That that is a lot of work. So apparently, what is partly cool about this Freedom Reserve, and while you're having to suffer, I'm going to go ahead and grab uh, another one myself since I'm sitting right by my fridge. I'm out back on the patio. Mm-hmm. And the like last is, time the podcast we did the podcast last time and I was walking I was at the office and I was walking in and out to the back hall where the refrigerator is and you guys can hear the door every time so I just chose to just stay put this time so my my uh, my audio would be would be good so trying to be hey good, thank you for taking it for the team place. yeah I'm good team player right there yeah so apparently Freedom Reserve is like uh, something that Budweiser comes out with every year. Oh, so and it's not an this actual, just like, you can't just go grab it any time of the year. No, no, no. It, it's a very select thing that they do. So we we were able to snag something very good, and apparently they give away for every bottle. I think. Let me double check this. Um, every bottle um, like that. Bottle. Uh, yeah, it's like a dollar a bottle, and they give away money to uh, uh, freedom to. Folds of honor. There you go. Folds of honor, right? Yeah. So, kudos to them for that. And apparently, they have special brewmasters that come in that are are veterans, and they're the ones that brew that specific beer. And those guys' names are signed on the label. Nice. Yeah. So really nice. Do you want to run in and grab another one real quick? I'm going to run in and grab another one real quick. Go for it. I will talk to our guests that happen to still be on. Maybe there's a couple of people that are still on. We don't know. They might have already hung up. But if they are, I will talk to them about SEMA. That's a pretty big deal. SEMA is a huge event. And you're the first one that took me to SEMA. And when you took me, I remember coming down. We had take the... uh, what is that like sky cam or what's that uh what's that something that trolley it's not a trolley what they is it it's like a train guests can't talk back to you right now i'm talking to oh, you okay. like what's the, what's that i know Are we talking about what's that train yes what's that train that that runs through everything it's not a train it's a tram or uh tram yeah, there you go yeah i remember the first time i went to sema we went on that tram and we got off and like you're up kind of above everything and we walked out and you were like look and i was like oh like oh <laughs> oh like that goes from way down there to oh way over there and then we go inside and like was it two stories or three stories i don't know but like there's literally every single part of that convention center is packed out with Anything and everything you could think of for a car. SEMA, yes. Correct. Yes. It's very insane. So any detailers that are listening that have not been to SEMA, you're like, man, I really wish I could go to SEMA. Like, you really should, especially if you are anywhere a car guy. Like, if you care, like, you're like, yeah, I love this, this, like, then you need to go to SEMA. You don't have to go all week. Just Just go for a couple days. Leave on Thursday after you get, you know, your hangover goes away from the Pines and Polishing podcast, uh, little brewery night we have going on there, and you'll be good to go. Exactly. Just go <laughs> for a couple of days. It's Vegas. Halloween is the 31st, so you should go and celebrate all Hallows Eve at Vegas. Like, what better place? Yeah, see, and even, uh, then yeah, I'm not even a big car guy. Like all, like some of the guys in the detailing industry are like really, really big car guys, and like there's so much that I wouldn't even really care to go see there. But there's, I mean, literally, it takes an entire week to walk the show. Like, and you might miss a few things. 
I, and I, you know, I, I walked through parts of it. I always like to go to that North the Hall. New, the new product section. Yeah, to where the people that don't even really get into the main SEMA part. Correct. And that's where we I always like to go right. there and see what, see what we can get into. And then, of course, walking around the detail. And through the detail section, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's, it's cool that big producers are there. But for me, it's also just who do I get to see? Who do I get to talk to? Like, you can run into all kinds of people. People you just randomly meet, you know. It's it's a great time to go. So could not agree uh, more. I could not agree more either that I mean, you agree more. You said it. I mean, <laughs> hope you agree. Uh, tell me about your week, Mr. Patterson. Um, it's been a it's been a really weird week. Like there's been a lot of rain in the forecast, but it hasn't rained a lot. But it has rained a lot. But it hasn't messed anything Dude, up. It's rained like every day. Hasn't yeah, it? but we haven't like had any cancellation through the rain. It's weird. I don't get huh. I, yeah, I don't get it. It's like today was like it rained and stopped, rained and stopped, and it was just enough like I don't know. It just didn't affect us like it normally does this week. Um but it's been slow. July, I'm not sure if most detours might understand this shit. I mean if I'm not sure how long you guys have been in business, but like we're eight years, so it's like every July our target mark our demographic that we service, they're always out of town traveling. So right now like we're just all our maintenance clients we do like once a week, once every two weeks or once a month, like they're all gone. So our, you know, our bread and butter, the money that just like keeps stuff flowing is kind of gone. So we're taking a lot of these new clients and jobs we wouldn't normally do. And, and just to keep things, keep things rolling, keep the guys hours up. So, um, yeah. So if you're ever in that stage where you're like August or excuse me, June was like amazing. And then July dropped off and you're wondering why it's probably because everyone's freaking traveling. And it's a good time. So that's to, interesting. It's a good time to step back and like, like I did today, just step back and like, look at your, like take a break in that, that, I mean, you're, you're super freaking busy. And then now you have this break, just take a break, step back and reflect on what you could do better in your business. And, uh, and just, just take a time to take, it's so hot outside. Just take a break in general. I was going to say that that's interesting. I remember for some reason, September or like right after school started we were always slow mm, that's another slow time um yeah, yeah. It, i mean it, and because everybody's spending money on back school to school yep. kids need school clothes you know kids you know you got football you got cheerleading you got like everything like, there's so much cost i remember that being a big slow time yep, that's another one too so and so a lot of times i would take my vacations or take off during that yeah, so a lot of our guys will start taking off a lot around july which is totally fine for me because you know um we just you know the work's not always there so they're taking vacation because june was was absolutely it was probably best month all year it was just great we were doing insane hours it was super hot um so to have this relief in july is is definitely relaxing um for for them i mean um yeah man nice have you had it have you had any uh good beers lately uh, let me think. I tell you, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed. I would I literally think I'm gonna go buy like a case of this stuff. Are you really? I I really enjoy this it. This is weird. I know, right? Like it's Budweiser. You, you I should not so, like this beer. Give me so much shit about Coors. I shouldn't. Yeah. Well, that's Coors Light. If this was regular Budweiser, no, I wouldn't be saying that, but. Did you not love it? Like, you're grabbing your third. Is this not an incredible beer? You made me get up and grab my third. I did. I twisted your arm. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it's great. And it's 5.4. It's a, it's a nice alcohol content. It's not, you know, not what I prefer, but it's, you know, it gets the job done after a few. Um, oh, so you don't like it? No. You said not what you prefer. That's, you know, I'm like a 8% alcohol content kind of guy. You know, like, I, I want something. Mm. I want to get off work at a super hot day and just intake, in, take one of the dome. And, like, it's like I took three. You know what I mean? Because then I can just relax okay. and be cool, you know? I don't want to drink all night. I just want to have a beer that's strong but still refreshing and crisp, which is typically an IPA. I've got, like, a, quite a few F5s, in the, or i got one left in the refrigerator, but... That's a good one that I like to like, like to drink a lot. Um, I don't know. I haven't had. I haven't tried any new, 
anything new yet. I always go, I'm the kind of guy I go to the liquor store. I'm really indecisive sometimes. And I'm just like, I don't, I just, and I just pick something I, I, I'm comfortable with. Like I'm just something that I already know what it tastes like. And it's kind of hard for me to branch out sometimes. So you wouldn't grab this beer again? Is that no, what no, you're saying? actually, honestly, I probably would grab this beer again. Yeah, I would. Like, you, you can almost take, so now like, I'm kind of I think what I like about because, it. Sorry, I went to the, uh, I went to three different stores to try to find this beer because, you know, you said, hey, grab this beer, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the first one I went to, they only had it in a 12-pack. I'm like, I don't want freaking Budweiser in a 12 Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I just want a six-pack. He's like, no, sorry, can't say a six-pack. I'm like, whatever. I'll go to the next store. They didn't have it. The next store, they had it finally. Now, looking back, I would have probably grabbed the 12-pack. Yeah. Like, I'm literally, I think I'm going to go grab more. This is such a great beer. You can almost taste that. Maybe it's the molasses. There's something that kind of lingers on your palate that you want to just take another swig. Mm, I'm not sure. Must be the heat. Must, Must be, the, be heat. the heat. Except I'm inside with the AC. Hey, so, <laughs> oh man, how's your week been? Or was that last week that you had that uh, uh, mess up with the uh, delivery, the shipment of your HyperClean? Oh, that was yeah, that, that was last week. I cried for you, man. Like, not literally cried, but like, I'm just like, I cannot imagine that. Like, <laughs> it's not funny, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, like, it, it is what it is. Like, of course, I mean, you know, as long as you've known me, how many things have I attempted that have failed? It's really fun. It's really fun to sit back and watch too. It's kind of inspiring. It's like right. It's almost humorous. It, it, it is so many different things that I attempt. And most people are just like, yeah, so that's Marty. <laughs> yeah. So this wasn't to me. Like, if you've gone through so much stuff, like this to me was a failure. Is more of a okay. We found a weak point, but we're still okay. Yeah. Like. So we found out what there's, you know, basically the weight of the bag sitting on top of each other caused an issue. We lost a lot of product, but it's not a fail. You like the mission isn't failed. The 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 product works. The we just got to work on how we receive and and package and you know. So I'll be interested to see how you uh, how you do that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, nobody's ever put a degreaser in a bag. <laughs> I mean, you were bound to have so, some shit go wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Like, that's what I told the, that's what I, I told to the, the, the packager. Cause I was like, listen, there's no way this was going to be that easy. Like we had to have something go wrong. Granted, we lost on, a, we don't know, like $3,000 worth oh of product. God. I wanted to ask so bad recently. I was like, I am not gonna just fucking pour some more, pour more lighter fluid in the fire, man. Right, you know, you, you gotta absorb that and go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we work with the the people that make the actual bags. They bought a new heat unit to. I guess they're gonna solidify because we've already ordered the interior bags. Uh, you know, for like interior cleaner. And so they're going to, some new way of heat pressing down the size to keep from that happening or something. I don't know. Mm. They sent me that. Um, so, you know, we, and we just kind of learn and roll, but for the most part, uh, people are getting good results. They're saving money. So, and you sent me a video on uh, a bunch of trash floating out in the ocean, right? Yeah, that was the uh, the water company here. The water company in Tulsa, they 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 do a really good job of promoting, um, you know, just uh, just an actually they give a fuck about our environment, and they do a really good job putting out good content about the environment, and, like what kind of waste go in there so i kind of wanted to i know it's the direction you're going with 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 this new model you're doing with the hyper clean so i just wanted to share that over to you but i mean there's just if you really look at it there's so much freaking waste in this world and it, it's kind of like really irritating to see the amount of waste and there's always an alternative so it's really cool to see you you know try to change the industry in that aspect but uh yeah i mean that, that was a pretty cool video but the video literally the video was of of the ocean yeah, with yeah, the, who knows how many hundreds of thousands of plastic crazy. containers 
crazy. Like, and you could see the waves just move, moving yeah, yeah. this, it, just moving this blob of plastics that were floating in our oceans. And for here in the Midwest, like, okay, who the fuck cares? No one cares. Like, whatever. No one. No one don't cares. Care. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying nobody. I don't. I don't think many people care across the country. I, not, okay, like, people but, don't care here but definitely, like, places, like California. Exactly. Like, I mean, exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Like for here, we see that we're like we're like oh okay that's fine. I mean that's somewhere else. Like right. Who cares? Like that's somewhere else. We're in the Midwest. We don't have an ocean. Right. Yeah, but but it is, but it is insane to see, and apparently there's somewhere somewhere there's like the size of Texas of this massive plastic dump in the ocean where plastics are just hanging out. You've got to be all kidding. these aquatic animals. No, no, no. I, I had seen something about it. Somebody sent it to me. Um, yeah. Like this massive landfill of plastics out in the ocean. and All these animals are out there trying to eat on it and stuff. And, you know, it is what it is. That's irritating when it's like, like they have, I don't know other places, but they have literally curbside recycling here in Tulsa. Like you, literally, your plastics, your bottles, you just set them in a separate container and you put them in a separate container and you put it at the curb. Like you don't, it doesn't take much. Like it's just a when you're going to throw. Like I have two trash cans in my house. One's for trash and waste, and one's for recycling. When you throw it away, it's like, do I put it in this one? Do I put it in that one? And it's just, it's really simple to do your part at that. Like even at that small level, it's not just like. You throw your, you know, not using straws anymore, or you know, throwing stuff out the window. It's like literally in your own home. Like you can just the waste when you use things. You can choose to put it here or there, and and like the city picks it up. It's easy. Yeah, I agree. All right, what do you like about this beer? What's what's the flavor you got? I like that you like it a lot because now I can give you shit about liking a uh, American Lager, and. uh and not feel so bad about liking Coors Light so much. Well, Coors Light is is not a good lager. Bro, Coors Light in a six point, like at a high point, is tastes better than this. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yes, dude. Absolutely. Better? Why do I like this so much and you can't stand it? I don't I did not say that I can't stand it. I said I like the fact that you like an American lager. You said that Coors Light's better than this, so you can't stand this beer because most people would never say that Coors Light's better than anything. So, real quick, because no, I did. I don't believe I said that. At all. I, I said I liked that you like this beer because now I don't feel so bad about. I can give you shit about like right, it. but you still like Coors Light better than this beer, especially at the high point. Like we get Coors Light here in like three point two. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said. Absolutely, you like Coors Light better than this beer, and that's what I'm saying, man. That's pretty harsh because. Said no one ever. They like Coors Light other than any other beer. Any other beer? This beer, particularly this beer, Marty. This this <laughs> this beer. <laughs> I think it's great. You can literally taste like the red, the we redness to Like we get it. We I know. Is it? What do you taste? Do you taste the molasses? Because no, no, for me, no, I taste. I do not taste molasses because I'm very uh, sensitive to like I don't caramel. No, there's no sweetness at all. It's just hmm. smooth. It is very smooth, very smooth, extremely smooth. Like you can literally just keep drinking it. You should. You should keep drinking it. I'm not going for a fourth. It's a Wednesday night. What do you mean? Four beers? <laughs> What's that going to do? Lightweight? What? Oh, then I'm just watching my calorie intake. Oh, I mean, it's Wednesday night, four intake. beers, you know. Calorie. Definitely, it's all about the calories. Yeah. So I'm actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking. I, I'm actually consuming more to have more calories because I'm a skinny guy. Right. Yeah, you're looking for that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm drinking my calories tonight. Me too. I haven't eaten dinner. I have. I mowed the yard. We did the podcast, and I've got dinner in the microwave, but I did not want to hit start because I didn't want to make the noises. Wow. I think our guests will appreciate that tremendously. They will, but now we're going to say goodbye to the guest. We should. Hopefully, they're still listening to us. Now that, I'm, now that I'm looking at food in the microwave, now we can. Like, go. oh, jeez, I like. I'm ready to eat. What are you eating, DJ? <laughs> I am eating leftover <laughs> Chinese food. Of course, you are. 
Of course I am. Hey, the guy that owns that Wait, restaurant by our warehouse, he uh, he works out at the gym I go to. Oh, nice. Like, and I know, he, you tell him, huh? I know he's not listening to this podcast because he just wouldn't listen to this podcast. But, like, the dude smells like straight up, <laughs> straight up fried Chinese food, bro. Like, when he walks past you, it's like that. It, it's that that smell you get and it just pisses you off it's so horrible so i try pisses you off or i'd be like oh slap that boy with some let's 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 you bit, chow down press that boy right no like no dude it's, yeah no it's horrible so now i'm like you don't want to like throw some soy sauce and like dig no in? no happy ending man i just i it, it it's like dude go home and shower first then come to the gym like you smell like work there's one thing. It's like you smell like outside, but like you smell like like fried food from a restaurant. That's horrible. That dude hustles though, man. Dude, he yeah, he like he's the gym every single night, and he's like killing it. Like and then he, but, but oh, he no, goes, I just mean know, in, in general, right. like I, he, he works right. a lot. So he goes to work and he comes straight to the gym, and he's like there for like three hours. It's crazy. Yeah. Three hours, dude. Yeah, because I can be. I usually go between the hours of like. Eight and eleven, and and he's always there between those hours. It doesn't matter. Like he's he's there. Hey, next time, ask him for some fried wontons. No. Oh. Sesame chicken? No. Bourbon chicken. Oh. Ah, bourbon chicken with lo mein. No, I think with the. uh... What's that shit? I think uh, the Singapore noodles. Okay, those are really good, but those were so good. Really, really good. The Singapore rice but noodles. Whatever that soup oh. is that you get, that I don't know why you get because it it's so hot and you can't really enjoy it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's... What soup do I get that's so hot that I don't? I don't think that was from there. Well, yeah, it was. No, it's not. That's from uh, the place up at 61st of Sheridan where I had my 40th birthday and I made my family go eat like oh, authentic Chinese food. That's... Yeah. Nice. No, not 10 years ago. That was like four <laughs> months ago. And like like my family, like my sister and my mom and all that, like they don't like any spice and I make them go to like an authentic, like not like American Chinese, like authentic, like this lady closes her business Dude, down for like a month I went with you and Ian. every year and goes back to I China. I went with you and Ian and I, I was literally blown away by the food there. It tasted so yeah. amazing. So good. And so that, yeah, that has their, uh, I don't know, they got these weird little, I know you're gonna, it's going to sound funny, but they got these weird little balls. And, <laughs> you remember, like, like I get it, like, like not a good way of trying, but wow. they call like those, you don't remember those, like those little balls yeah, that they throw in? Balls anywhere, man. Like, you know, you've been familiar with little balls. I, I have know. a newborn baby, and he's, but they're not little. I mean, he's my son, so they're definitely like, <laughs> they're not little. I don't, they, I don't know what they are, but there's this little, uh, it's just what they are. They're like, their spice is these little balls. They throw them in that. Dude, it's fine. If you and, want to come out on the podcast, that's no one's even listening by this time because we've been rambling for the past 15 minutes. Like, you can just come out right now. It's fine. That I like little yes, balls. It's fine. Like, just say it. Yeah, no, I can't do that. All right. Well, maybe next one. Maybe next podcast we'll do then. Yeah. Maybe next one. But no, they had that fish and that, uh, that broth. Yeah, that's a great place. <laughs> If you guys ever come down to Tulsa, we're going to go eat at the uh, Little Balls. Little Balls Chinese restaurant. That's what they should call it. Little Balls. <laughs> oh, and it goes with the Asian theme, right? <laughs> I guess so. I, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, I'm talking about their seasoning. They have Little Balls for seasoning. That's what I was talking about. What are you talking about, DJ? I'm laughing about what you're talking about. Well, no oh. part of this. I would not expect you to. Good, good, good. good. All right. Well, let's wrap All this right. mug up. Let's do. Hey, what's your Marty, social where media? Where can they find you at? <laughs> where can they find you at, Marshall? I like at, at, at Little at, Balls, the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> That's where they find me. That shit's incredible. <laughs> That's some of the best food Hashtag ever. Hashtag Little Balls. Hashtag Little Balls. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at DJ Patterson on Instagram or at EcoGreenMD. And uh, yeah, love to chat, love to help you guys out if I can in any way.
Cool. Uh, we are at Total Auto Solutions or at DJ Patterson. You can choose either nice. one. <laughs> All right, man. Hey. Enjoy your night. Hey, enjoy. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's 10 o'clock. You're out on the back patio. I'm about to go drink some water, okay. take a shower, and go to the gym. What? Yes, I told you. I'm I going told to bed. You I the gym earlier. You're going to the gym? Maybe, I didn't even want it's to drink. It's 10 o'clock. I, yeah, I, I usually go, I guess, uh, between 8 and 11. Oh. I still got time. Wow. No, I'm like, I mowed the yard. I took a shower. I did the You're just a white American. I'm, going, I'm a driven black boy. I am, I am white American at 40 years old. Like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to well, bed. I will still look like I look at 40 because of these nights like this. Good for you. Good for me. Or, be, or because you have jeans and your dad. At like I don't wear jeans in the 50s. summertime. Still looks the he same. He does as look you freaking do. young, dude. It's crazy. Hey, yeah. what do they say? They say black don't cry. Um, fine little, fine little balls. That's what they say at Chinese restaurants. Hey Marty, make it a great night. That's right. See you, man. Peace. <laughs>